woods, in the woods where the light don't spark. In the woods where the light don't spark. In the woods, in the woods where the light don't spark. In the woods where the light don't spark. In the woods, in the woods where the light don't spark. In the woods where the light don't spark. In the woods, in the woods where the light don't spark. From a place, rock roads, high beams, nightmares, big dreams, niggas plot, folk cream. I scream, no sound, new screams. I pray, but I'm fucked. Shit, why all the bad kids have the good luck? Why all the bad kids get the good stuff? And I'm stuck with the cold nights, stuck living like a low life, getting busy in the moonlight, in the woods like a campsite. This is nowhere, USA. It ain't safe, it ain't great. I just pray, I ain't late for my destiny and my fate. Podcast episode 153. George, Greg, back in the building like always. Uh, obviously, appreciate everybody who listens to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, um, Podbean, Stitcher.com, TheSneakDisc.com, obviously the YouTube viewership. Uh, you know, we appreciate everybody who supports, share, like. Obviously, whatever you listen to us on, subscribe. We appreciate, I mean, subscribe and rate. Give us some stars. Give us a comment, something. We definitely appreciate it. We got a special guest in the building. We got the homie Dave Blackman. Actually, not in the building, but on the phone. Dave, you there? Hold on, how you good? What's up with this phone stuff? Is this working? Hello? Yeah. Can you guys hear me? <laughs> yeah, we can hear you now. We got Dave okay. Blackman on the phone. You good? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. All right, sounds good. Uh, real quick, I don't know if you want to give a quick bio, you know, what you do. I know you got a man of all hats and many hats, so, you know, if you want to give us a quick bio. Um, shoot, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sneaker guy like you guys. Um, I'm really, I guess I'm really into that and, you know, do a couple of things on the side. I have... Uh, you know, I write and help edit for Epsilon magazine. Um, also, sort of launched my own my own T-shirt brand a few months ago. So, really, really trying to push that right now. And you know, collecting sneakers when 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 the boss let me. That's pretty much it. You uh, where you at? You in Connecticut? I am. I'm in Connecticut. I'm I'm like right between Boston and New York. So. Um, it's actually uh, a great location and a horrible location at the same time. So, uh, you can't hear me. I can't hear myself anymore. To get different headphones. Oh, we back now. All right, we good. Sorry, man. We having some problems here. This studio don't be kicking care of the equipment. Huh? It's always something. I get sick of paying always. these cats. That's why. I like. That's why I don't mind. That's why I'd rather do it in my in my house. Huh? My stuff works. Um. So we obviously got a few things we want to talk about, and definitely at the very end of the podcast, this was Dave's idea. We're going to be doing top ten worst sneaker collaborations or lackluster, whatever you want to call it, to us. All right, George, you better have made a list, and your list better not be whack. I know Dave got a list. Lists are always whack. Yeah, you need to start making better lists. Your list, Dave. I I, I expect to hear some good stuff on your list. Everything on my list is trash, but that doesn't mean the list is any good. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously we got a bunch of things that's happened to the community. Uh, I actually kind of just want to get right into it. 
if y'all good with that, you good with that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Beyonce and Adidas. Beyonce and Adidas. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's okay. I just, you know, I, I, I would have liked to see her do something different just because um, I know Beyonce, you know, has a lot of cachet and she brings a lot of energy and, um, you know, she, you know, she, she can just expand people's horizons in different ways. Um, and so it, it was a little disappointing to see her go the same way that so many other, you know, celebrities have gone in, in, in the past year or two. And, you know, I feel like that's Adidas' wheelhouse. They just keep sort of, you know, grabbing whatever big name they can. And, you know, I I, I don't knock Beyonce. She can obviously do what she wants. And, you know, she, you know, big talent. And, you know, great, you know, get great cultural representation um, all around. So, you know, kudos to Adidas for snagging her. It was just a little, you know, it was, it was okay. It was. It wasn't like a. Oh, that's amazing. That's really cool. You know. George, you got anything? Uh, the the funniest thing about it to me was the fact that Reebok and Adidas are owned by the same company, and they said the Reebok meeting had no diversity. Now, granted, the boards of the companies are probably different, and the people they have, and the the actual humans at the companies are different. But you're basically working for the same company, the conglomerate. It's it's it, that was hilarious. Like, what, what do you mean? There's no it, you. Adidas is the same company as Reebok. I don't understand. Like, maybe the specific team they gave to her to create her shoe, or the team that was like recruiting her, or something like that. I hope to hear more about this story because, and maybe, and we probably can say that what ninety percent of Beyonce fans don't know anything about sneakers. Or what do you think the number is? It's got to be pretty high. They're not sneaker people, for the most part. I mean, I you know, well, I don't want to cut you off. You done? You <clears throat> whatever. So, here's the thing. I I don't even think this matters. Like, I'm sorry. Like, and I I don't know a single woman personally. Every woman, every girl. You don't that know I know any women. I know they love. I don't know any that don't love Beyonce. <laughs> they love Beyonce. But I don't know any women who've ever been like, I want to dress like Beyonce. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know any women. I've never viewed Beyonce as like, man, she's fashion forward or she dresses dope or, or anything like that. Like Beyonce is at the point of like and I ain't even trying to make nobody mad. Like, I don't even know. But Beyonce's at the point of like she's the queen. Like she's the queen, you know, of, of you know, she's up there. She's like upper echelon. Like she is, you know, that you know, that important, like, you know, and the thing is, is that I never look at Beyonce as like, she's cool. Like I look at Beyonce, like, man, like she's beyond cool. I look at Beyonce and I'm like, oh man, that's Beyonce. She's the queen. She's dope. But you know, where's Rihanna at? Like, those are the cool people to me. Like Beyonce's not cool enough. Like she's, she's out of here. She's like the queen of England. It's like, Oh uh, yeah, man, that's crazy. That's the Queen of England, but like, man, where's Meghan Markle and, and and the other girl? Like, I don't care about Beyonce like that, and I don't think many other people do. And the fact that she's had other brands before prior that didn't like skyrocket with her backing, backing, you know, or endorsement or whatever, you know, kind of shows something. Adidas is probably gonna mess it up anyways and just give her a bunch of track suits and 
you know, some continentals and something. I know they said it's a signature thing, but the only way that this matters is if she does men's stuff. Like, she does men's stuff as well as women's stuff. And I don't want to sound... I don't want to sound misogynistic or anything like that, but when it comes to like sneakers and streetwear culture and stuff like that, men move the needle more. I'm sorry. Like that's just the way it is. And the fact that, you know, if they think like she's about to do something great and push forward the women line of Adidas and stuff like that, I don't see it. Like I kind of feel like the story already faded away. Like, it's it's not that big of a deal. Nobody is looking at Beyonce for that fashion movement. Like, let's see what she comes up and creates. There's no hype behind it. Everyone's talking about the hype. I don't see any hype being built behind this unless there's also going to be a well, men sneaker. It might be, yeah, but it it also may not be something that's for sneakerheads. It's something that's for the masses. Oh, Stella, yeah. what's her name? What's Stella the, McCartney. Yeah. No one cares about Stella McCartney either, but I'm. she still makes stuff with Adidas, so it must be selling. I mean, I guess. Adidas' thing is is bottom line numbers. They don't care. Uh, <laughs> it, like, if they're, if they're making billions in the background, they don't care wh- what up front is being done. You know, Kanye, is, I would assume, is making them money, which is why they continue to let him put stuff out. So they don't care that he says stuff about Trump and oh, does all well, the other stuff he does, which in is the reverse effect of someone like Stella McCartney, who who no one really has any idea who she is, but still has her lines and sells stuff that has no tie whatsoever to being a sneakerhead, but I'm sure it still sells. We don't have the numbers, obviously, and that's probably what Beyonce's thing is going to be. I, we don't know what Rihanna did for Puma or whatever. At one point... Creepers and then those sandals or whatever were flying and were um, had aftermarket value for resellers, but that doesn't mean that the numbers were super high. It just means that it was over re- over retail on StockX or whatever. I don't think even regardless whether the numbers are high, whether it sells out stuff like that, people are gonna buy Beyonce stuff. It's Beyonce. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, her people name, are gonna buy it, but her name is gonna move. You know, merchandise. She's gonna move T-shirts and. You know, a, a tracksuit or whatever it is, because you know it's going to be Beyonce, and just because the you know the streetwear sneakerhead you know circle isn't necessarily checking for it, doesn't mean that you know I think the larger public or the you know her fans are going to necessarily not not be checking for it either. Um, I think I think she's gonna she's gonna move the needle for Adidas in some way. You know, whether we pay attention and care enough or not that's that's a whole different story i i don't i air just, monarch four no what? one sneakerheads could care less about the air monarch four obviously there's like some what uh N- nike air monarch four their highest selling shoe oh and it was a four anyways it's called air monarch four. Oh. so well there you're making my point for me you know nothing about the shoe but it's nike's biggest seller so that's the point i'm making is if Adidas sells Beyonce stuff to, uh, if their market base is a hundred million people, they don't care what the one million sneakerheads are doing or whatever. I don't even know if like I mean the because somehow her brand that Ivy Park or whatever is involved, they're gonna revamp it or revive it or something like that. I don't know if Beyonce supporters or fans bought that Ivy Park stuff. I've never seen it anywhere. Like I'm talking mall. I've never seen anybody wearing it. I don't know anything about it. 
Now, that might just say that I just don't run. I don't know what's happening in, obviously, other parts of the country. But she had dairy on back in the day. I didn't think anybody cared about that when we were in high school or college or whatever that is. That brand faded away. And then the Ivy Park, I don't think anybody really supports that, like, that much. Now, if Adidas wants to revamp it and throw a few stripes on it and some glitter and whatever else, that is what it is. I really don't see, like you said, I don't know what the numbers is on anything, but I really don't see it being that big of a deal amongst anybody, like even women, girls, anybody. Like, I don't care if Beyonce, I don't think if Beyonce walked out wearing some Ultra Boost or something that like all of a sudden all the women will want Ultra Boost. I don't look at Beyonce. No, that, what my point is, is they don't need her to do that. Well, what's the point of it then? Lane. That's not make, her lane. Not make, her yeah, lane. exactly. To make money for the company, not to make sneakerheads care about it. Well, no, no. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean, the whole point is to make is is to, to is that to matter amongst everybody, not just sneakerheads. Of no, course, it's not. That's that's the point. The point is to make money. Well, yes, the point obviously is always to make money. I don't see it being. I don't know if her if her supporters support Ivy Park brand. As alone by itself right now. I've never even heard of it, so I have no idea. You've never even heard of it. So that's the whole thing that she's bringing over to Adidas. It's like they're going to revive that and revamp it. But I don't, I don't pay attention to anything Beyonce. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't personally think that it matters whatsoever. I don't look at Beyonce for fashion sense. I don't look at Beyonce for something dope that she's wearing. I don't look at it that way. And I don't know... If anybody else really is like she's obviously at the top of her game as far as music and everything else. But Beyonce isn't cool to me. Like Beyonce is just like, you know, music royalty. But I don't view her as cool. Now, if you guys feel that all of her music fans are going to come over to Adidas and buy up T-shirts and sweatsuits, I guess. I don't know if they bought Ivy Park. I don't know if they bought any of the other stuff that she sells, maybe concert merch or something like that. But Beyonce to Adidas, I still look at Adidas like, man, they are really in a downward spiral. Like, I look at Adidas as like, man, they're out there reaching now. Like, to me, I would have expected to see Beyonce designing something like more in like a Target or somewhere like her a, a big Target push. Like, I would have expected something like that before this. This to me is just like a a shot in the dark. See what happens. Adidas obviously probably threw her the major bag for her to even do this i just see it fading away i don't see any value in it what's i don't see in it but i don't know i don't know what's happening behind the scenes so and the whole thing about Reebok, say what no i was gonna say that so the interesting thing to me was was the reebok portion i you know like i kind of like you i didn't it didn't it didn't register it didn't matter to me until the whole reebok thing surfaced and that was that was kind of disappointing to me, just in the sense of like, you know, Beyonce's supposed to be this person that you know can bring people together and you know bridge the cultural divide and all of this stuff. And and I was like, you know, this is a missed opportunity if she walked out of a Reebok meeting, you know, because there wasn't you know enough cultural representation that she could connect with, you know. And I was like, really, you know, you, you just give up on them you could have just used that as an opportunity to say hey listen here's what we need here's what you guys need and and actually have a have a serious impact on Reebok um and and I kind of don't 
and I'm kind of questioning it too, just because oh, Reebok yeah. has teamed up with uh, Pyre Moss in the past year, and you know they're super, super like the super woke brand, you know, and it just seems very, it seems very suspect to me that that Reebok would have this, you know, super woke brand that just designed, you know, Kaepernick's, you know, Kaepernick's collection and. Um, has done all this stuff with, um, you know, Parkland survivors and things like that. And, and then, you know, Beyonce gets there and there's no diversity for her. It just seems very, it seems very suspect to me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe the story to be honest with you. I just don't, because like you said, that was my first initial thought was if you walked into a room or whatever the setting was or whatever, the case may be of where you saw and said that there's nobody in that looks like you or no diversity. To me, that's like where you say, OK, you want me here. I want to bring on some other people, some more diversity, some more women, whatever the case may be. That whole thing, like, yeah. I, I mean, and, and, and this is how the media and what we're seeing on social media portrays it. It makes it sound like Beyonce was in the room. and was like, no one looks like me. I'm out. Like, no, there has to be a conversation for that. Like, if you're being brought into a situation where, if this is true or not, I don't believe the story or not. I just don't. If you were brought into a situation and you notice there's something that's lacking in a company and you could provide that change, you make that change. You say, you know what? If we're going to move on forward from here, I need more African-Americans in here. I need more women in here. I need more Hispanics in here. Whatever the case may be. Walking out and then going, I mean, just in this, like you said, it's the same company to Adidas is is not anything of the sort like that means nothing to me and obviously adidas is major entertainment push now i mean you got pharrell kanye beyonce i don't even know where else you go from this but i look at it as a missed opportunity for adidas again i'm sorry there's other people that that i feel is an is a is a deserves the opportunity or somebody that you know, could take Adidas to a, a more creative level. I don't look at Beyonce in that aspect. And it's not to say that she's not. I, I think the world of Beyonce, from the outside looking in, Beyonce is the epitome and everything of what we like, as you know, seems as a woman, as a great person, as a mother. She seems like everything that we all love. And I know I don't know any women who don't love her. But like I said, no one is going to Beyonce for her fashion sense and her design skills or anything like that. I'm sorry. Like, I honestly think that they should have looked at a different avenue. Like, I think they're just like, oh, we got to we gotta hit a home run right now. We got to see where this is going. And the news is already gone. It's already passed to me. So, um, I don't know if you have anything more on that. I, Dave? No, no, I don't. I mean, I, you know, we don't know what the price point is and just entry. You know, it, it like you said, it could end up in, in, in Walmart or Target, you know what I mean? And you know, be just something for the masses and, you know, people go, Oh, Hey, Beyonce, Oh, she got a t-shirt, you know, and, and end up buying it. But, you know, I, 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 I honestly, I, I, I agree with, with, uh, I agree with you guys about how it's not, it's, it's just not for, it's just not, it's not going to move the needle for sneakerheads. It's not going to, you know, affect streetwear at all. It's, you know, it's just, it's just another, you know, it's just another name that Adidas can add to their roster. Well, we'll see what happens. If she's not doing anything on the men's side as well, I don't see it being that big of a movement. It's just another something. So I honestly think there needs to be something like a, a men's name, clothing, sweatsuit, jumpsuit, sneaker, 
something. It, it has to be. Like, I'm sorry. I think the main thing that a lot of these companies need to focus on, which we've talked about before with a, with um, with another uh, guest, was that a lot of women and stuff, they want to be able to have the exact same materials and the exact same stuff that are provided to men when it comes to sneakers. This is strictly speaking sneakers. They want the same box. They want the same laces, the same materials, the same amount of air bubbles. They want all that stuff. Sneaker companies, to me, aren't improving in that aspect. I don't even know how good Jordan brand and all that stuff is doing with, like, this exclusive women's Jordans and stuff that comes out. They really pushing that. And I don't know if anybody's buying that stuff. Like, I don't know if it's just to make sure that they're in that realm and providing something that could be bought or is it actually being... The women who buy Beyonce stuff are not going to be the... Those are two different target markets. You're probably right. Jordan, whatever, is targeted at a completely different audience than Beyonce's whatever is going to be targeted at. I guarantee you that. You're probably right. The people that buy Jordans are not buying Stella McCartney uh, workout clothes and bags and ultra boost they better Whatever. be selling beyonce adidas clothes and stuff inside the concert then like as as tour merch and we have and no stuff. idea we have no idea if it's gonna sell or not i don't know what stella mccartney's numbers are but she's been with adidas for the last eight years or whatever at least yeah. so I, I i don't know anybody who buys them so um yeah but that's again it's not we don't it's not for us all right one thing that you had talked about Dave, and this is what I wanted to touch on too. I sent it to you, Dave. You had sent a DM talking about how you feel that people that buy sneakers shouldn't be called sneakerheads. Um, I don't know if I mean that. You know, people that buy sneakers shouldn't be called sneakers. I, you know, it's just. Um, I'll tell you I this. Like- I'll tell you this, Dave. On your Instagram and stuff, you can tell like these periods of time that you like. You like really going in on some stuff sometimes, and then most of the, most of the time you a laid back cat. But then sometimes you'll send some DMs and you going in or some like IG stories. And a lot of times I'd be wondering where you going with this, and that's what I was wondering where you was going with this when you sent that DM. So, so I I've been really conflicted. Just you know, um, I think people you know right now. You know, people keep talking about, like, the culture and the community and all of this stuff. And I feel like there's a real split. Like, you know, there's, you know, there's, there are people that buy, you know, and they buy based off resale price and they base, you know, they base everything off of, you know, what's the, what's the newest thing every week. And I just, I feel like there's this huge divide between, you know, people that are doing that and then people that are, you know, like really going out there and just like looking and trying to survey the whole landscape of and seeing, you know, what's available that they like and then buying based on that. And, and I feel like, you know, if you're buying, you know, for a a sneaker, that's, that's going to be an investment, you know, either to flip quickly or to, to hold on to, you know, I feel like we're, we're in different lanes. Right. And so, you know, why your appreciation for, for sneakers might have started as, hey, I, I buy, you know, what I like, you buying now based on the market or based on, you know, some larger aspect. And this isn't like throwing shots at anybody or anything, but just we're in two different lanes, right? And so and so are you really are you really like a are you really like a sneaker are you really a sneaker, you know, enthusiast? Like are if you're if you're not buying things that you wouldn't personally wear, 
um, or you're not buying things that, you know, you you would appreciate in a bubble, in a vacuum, where, you know, there's there's no one else that's going to see you. There's no one else that's going to know what you have. Or, and, and you have the opportunity to purchase a sneaker. You know, are you purchasing that sneaker for you or are you purchasing it for something else? And so I feel like there's this real divergence. Um, and for me personally, you know, like, you know, I'm a father, you know, I have, I have a finite amount of money to spend, you know, every month. And so, you know, when I buy something, it, it has to mean something to me. And, you know, I've heard other people sort of touch on this and just talk about like, you know, when you're buying a shoe, you know, how, how the market is turning back towards, you know, things having like this intrinsic value where, you know, it, it, the shoe matters to you no matter what. And so, you know, in the past years, I've kind of like pursued things that I thought were cool, but now I'm sort of at the point where it's just like, Hey, I just want to buy things that I, I appreciate that I like that I'm going to wear and that, you know, are going to mean something to me regardless of everyone else or regardless of, you know, where I go. And, you know, I want, to put something on my foot that's going to speak to me and speak, you know, and, and tell a great story, you know? And so, you know, and I think there's different levels of that, but the thing, but I feel like there's a big, a big divergence, you know, in the community. And, um, I think we need to acknowledge it. And so that was my question just basically, you know, are you really, are you, are you a sneaker? Are you a sneaker head? If, you know, if that's your, if that's your, that's how you, you, you know, pursue sneakers, you know, on a weekly basis or a monthly basis. Is, um, is your issue with the term itself for the most part, or is it just that? I I have no, I have no issue with, with the term itself, um, at all. Um, I know some people don't like it. Um, I, I could care less, honestly. I just, you know, I, I, I feel like, I feel like, you know, if you're, if you're an enthusiast, you know, you, you, you have to have a passion for something, you know, beyond, beyond just monetary value. And so, um, so that, so that was my thing is like, you know, can we, you know, I see, you know, a lot of the people that I interact with, that I deal with, that's what they pursue. They pursue sneakers based on monetary value. And if that's the way you pursue sneakers, are you, you know, can we call you a sneakerhead? I don't even know. I mean, you said, you know, you buy stuff that means something to you. Like, the sneakers really mean something, like, to anybody. Like, I don't know. Every single day. You know what's weird? Like, there was, like, this period. Like, I'm going through, like, IG. And it seems like a lot of people that, like, they say, say, like, oh, these mean so much to me for this and that. And I just don't understand why. Like, I seen somebody, like, post a pair of sneakers they were wearing. And they were like, yo, I was wearing this when my grandmother died. Why on earth would you want a sneaker or something? Like, why would you keep that? Like, if I was wearing something that reminded me of something like that, it would never be allowed in my house. Like, nobody could never. wear that in my house. But never. people talk about that. One thing I've noticed about your collection is you definitely stay true to a lot of New Balance and Asics. Is that just your still go-to? or Because a lot of people faded away from them. So, I mean, uh, growing up, I, like... You know, I was, I was, I was really, really poor growing up, and so I, I didn't get an opportunity to buy sneakers. You know, I'd get like one or two pairs a year, 
and um, you know, I'd get a you know, I'd get a limit, and so you know, I I'd always get runners because runners were always cheap and inexpensive, you know, and so you know, it was easier to talk my mom into buying those for me um, than it was to try to get like Jordans or anything, and so. I've always had like an affinity for, for just running silhouettes. Right. And so, you know, I remember when the silver bullet came out, like it was one of the most expensive, like running shoes ever when it first debuted. And I just, there was no way I was getting it. And so, you know, I've always, I've always just gravitated towards, towards this, that shape because I thought it, I thought it was amazing. And so, um, when I got back into sneakers, you know, you know, back in you know the mid to late two thousands, I um I had my own money and you know I wanted to I wanted to get Jordans and and I managed to pick up like one or two pairs here and there, but you know it was really hard to. And then I found that there was this whole like you know following for like Asics, and I remembered having Asics when I was younger. I remember having you know like the OGs, the OG you know gel lights and things and. You know, it was like people really like this stuff. Like I like this stuff, or I like this stuff, and so you know, I I ended up just falling right back into it. And so, you know, I, I you know, I discovered collabs, and you know, just started you know buying as many as I could. And you know, for me, like you know, I know you said you know people don't really have like a special appreciation for sneakers, and like certain ones don't really mean that much to you, but. You know, for me, I guess, you know, I work in an art school, and so um, people always look at my feet, and people are always, like, interested because they know that I have interesting shoes. And so, you know, for me, it's when I when I wear something, I, I want it to be interesting. I don't want it to be something very generic or something that, you know, everybody went out and bought that weekend. So, you know, I, you know, I wear something like Concepts, you know, um, the Lake Havasu, I wear that. And so it has a great story behind it. And I'm able to relate that to coworkers and they're like, that's so cool. Like, you know, and, and to have that level of like knowledge and just having a shoe that, you know, means something and isn't just like, Oh, it just looks cool. You know, people, I think people really appreciate that and know that, you know, I'm really, really into it. So, you know, New Balance and Asics have, have, you know, really, sort of done that with their collaboration um i think reebok has to to an extent um i think Saucony this year is really um gonna step it up it mm, looks like yeah. and so you know I, I just sort of gravitated back to those brands just because you know they're not telling the same story all over again and it's not like the same pair just you know with with no imagination behind it and the same five guys sitting in a room trying to come up with this new Jordan story that no one, no one heard before. So we can, you know, <laughs> resell the shoe again, you know? So, you know, that's, that's sort of why I'm still, I'm still, you know, with the new balance ASICs. I will say, I mean, like, like you said, I will say that the story behind the collaborations when it comes to ASICs or, I mean, even Sockenies, I think Sockenies are awful. Like I, there's some really old Sockenies I loved like growing up. But like some of these new these models now, I've never I don't care for any of them. Um, there was like a feature collaboration I think that George had talked about. He liked it was like black and orange. I don't remember what model that was. It was like a gambling thing, a theme, a thing. I don't remember. But um, 
when it comes to like new Balance, you know, obviously when we talk to Dion, you know, some of the stories behind, you know, the reasoning behind ASICs and the and the New Balances and stuff, those are great stories. A lot of the stuff that Jordan Brand does, it is a lot of reaching. I mean, they've had one that represents the street that Jordan grew up on, the the, the cover of a Sports Illustrated magazine, the suit he wore for his rookie speech. Like, it is a lot of nonsense. When I think back to ASICs and New Balances, because I this weekend alone, I think I bought two New Balances. I bought two New Balances and I bought a pair of Asics this weekend. I mean, this past weekend. And I feel like I'm getting back into that, wanting those more because they are such high quality. I don't like paying full price for a pair of New Balances because some of those will reach like the 250 range. And they're they're definitely well worth it, you know, for the craftsmanship and, you know, the quality that you're receiving. But I'm definitely getting back into that. That period of time where like we were buying Asics and New Balances every single weekend, that was all we were copping. I felt like that was the period where we like sort of like indirectly like started kind of growing up a bit. Like but we were like, oh, we only rock this. I remember George and I were buying, we were living on Kith and Asics and, and New Balances, copping all the releases and stuff like that. Um, and that has definitely far passed. I don't even remember the last time you bought a New Balance, George, or ASIC or anything. Never, never in my life. So, like, um, when I think back to that, I'm like, I appreciate that period, and I'm getting back into it. Like you said, I'm growing up a little bit more. I can buy once, all the Air Maxes I want. Once but, New Balances started being 240, I just, out of spite, decided I'm never buying New Balances ever again. Yeah, but you pay that much still for Nikes and stuff. No, I don't. When was the last time I paid two forty for a shoe? Well, you're trying to buy a clot for like five hundred. Okay, I didn't buy that. You you're trying now? You still trying? No. Okay. Uh, no. I w- I mean, I did. So I did my first uh, my first NB one, uh, like two weeks ago. Oh what? And um, the the NB one for what? a New Balance. What is that? You you can go on and design your own nine oh. seven. Okay. And so I, you know, I, I went on and I did it, you know, and it, it was, you know, it's, it's between two, 220 and 230, I believe for, you know, if you get a, if you get a perforated suede, you know, toe box, it, it's 230. If you get, uh, the, the mesh toe box, it's 220. So you save yourself 10 bucks, but you know, the turnaround time and the quality of, you know, a new balance at like two thirty versus the quality of like a Jordan at two hundred or like an Air Max. You know, those the 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 Air Max that 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 collaboration with the the designers just released. They did the the sneakers <laughs> release or whatever right. today. You know, a few people got them, but like the, those are two hundred dollars. You know what I mean? And so the quality difference is just night and day you know i get a full suede shoe it's made in america you know um it's just amazing it's just amazing for what you get and so um and then no one else is going to be wearing it so to me i think it's it's worth it it's totally worth it um i wouldn't say do it every week but i would say you know to try it like and it's not like a thousand dollar bespoke Air Max One, you know, so it's. I think it's reasonable, and I. I mean, I. I've really gravi- gravitated towards New Balance in the last couple of months, just because you know they're made in America. Quality is just top notch, and uh, you know I think the comfort is is very underrated. 
And then, you know, you just support, like I'm, I'm very close to Boston. So, you know, supporting, supporting workers that are very close to somewhere, you know, where I live, you know, is sort of important to me. Um, and so, you know, being able to do that with my purchase, you know, it means a little something. I don't even I, see to me, that's the point that you just made right there where you said that nobody else will wear it. That matters too much to sneakers, to sneakerheads. Huh? Like, I don't care what any sneakerhead says. I made that point on here plenty of times. Sneakerheads will always gravitate towards what they think that somebody will be able to recognize. Like, I, it's just natural thing to it. If given the option to buy the highest quality of this versus one of the most popular, leaser, less quality Air Maxes, they will always go for the Air Max. Like, every single time. And it's just the natural thing that sneakerhead to do, and they can't get out of it. It's a natural addiction to attention. Like, you could post the most fire New Balance you want online and get a certain amount of pics, and that's not enough for sneakerheads. But you post the Atmos Elephant or something of some trash garbage. You know how many people got those Air Maxes today? Them Gottams, what, 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 which ones is it? The 97s? Uh, well, all everything. Of Whichever everything? one you voted for, yeah. And it's really all of them. Whatever one you voted for. Like, and, and I'm going to give you a heads up to both of you. That entire pack is on my top 10 wackest or lackluster collaborations of all time. I get it. Like, they all suck. Like, no, they don't. No, no. I mean, I get it. No, no, no. no. no they, they don't all suck. Oh, no, 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 no. Every single one Why sucks. someone voted for the, like, Maze Air Max 1? Like, I saw people that had the got on those. Why did you vote for that? <laughs> and see, I didn't vote at all. Like, I refused to vote. Like, because now... It seems like a lot of people got them. Yeah. So let me go back, just backtrack a little bit. So even at, and I I realize that every New Balance is not 240, but every single collab that's coming out these days is around 240, 230, whatever. The materials are fantastic. But there is a gigantic difference between, in my opinion, between 240 or whatever the number is and 180. Now, you said earlier that the Nike pack that came out today was 200 is overpriced, and it's way overpriced. They probably should have been 160 170 max. And, and I got the sole pair because I want to see what it looks like before I decide if I'm keeping it or not. I got um, access on the, the, you know, the, the black with the neon and the bigger swoosh than normal on the 97. And I've been talking about yeah. that one on this show yeah. forever. So we'll see if the materials are, you know, half decent when it gets to me if it's like gloss some kind of glossy uh not even leather i don't know what you would call it glossy pleather or synthetic or whatever it's probably going to get sold on StockX or go back um if it looks half decent i'm probably going to keep it but i mean even at those prices like at 180 versus 240 or 250 or 230 or whatever that's 50 to 60 bucks so that's a significant like some, people don't always think about that, you know. They they think like, oh, that's not that big of a difference. Well, if you buy three hundred and eighty dollars shoes and you buy three two hundred and forty dollars shoes or two thirty or whatever, guess what? You can buy a fourth shoe for the same. Like you have enough money left over if you're buying three hundred and eighty dollars shoes to buy a fourth shoe for the same price as four two hundred and forty dollars shoes. So that's my biggest issue with. And I 100% agree that New Balance is very comfortable. No one talks about anymore New Balance's comfort. And they probably, for the long time, were the most comfortable shoe, at least that isn't like, 
you know, an orthotic walking shoe or whatever, you know, <laughs> okay. something that's like <laughs> yeah. something that you can make look nice with a, a regular outfit or whatever. But once Boost came out and then what's Nike's shit? 720s? No. Oh, Nike, Vapor Max? React? No, React. Yeah. And then once React and then that other t- uh, tech came out. <laughs> Those things, in my opinion, have taken over comfort from New Balance. Now, the materials um, certainly are not as nice. I, I don't know when the last time I bought a Jordan was. Probably the Jordan 4 white cement. When, when did that come out? 2016? I don't know. Something like that. 16 or 17? So it's been at least two, maybe three years since I bought a Jordan to keep at least. I've bought a lot of Jordans and resold them. I'll be 100% honest about that. But that's the last Jordan that I believe I bought to keep. Now... And they start releasing some more Jordan 1 lows with the OG mold cut. I will definitely buy more of those. I ended up getting a pair of the one that comes out in the new pack of the four lows that for the SB pack or whatever. I told Greg oh, I yeah. got the black toe one. It's like the fat one, fat one. Yeah, the fat one low mold, which is to me is trash. But the shoe is not bad. The materials are actually half decent. Um I may buy that one in my. They didn't have my size when I bought it, so I may buy that one if I come across it in my size. Um, the other colorways are terrible, but as far as Jordans go, I don't care. So, like, I guess that's my argument is I'm not really buying all that much stuff to begin with, so I'm not gonna go look for a New Balance in spite of all those other ones right now because I really not am not buying all those other ones. The one I sent Greg the other day, or maybe it was earlier today. It's not even a collab shoe, but whatever that like light blue and pink and white New Balance is that light just came blue. out. Maybe it's a nine ninety seven and a half or I don't know. You sent that oh, today? Bodega pair. I didn't think it was a collab shoe, but I thought I sent it today or uh, yeah, send me a pair because the ones I bought this week I bought the nine yeah, something sport, but they were only eighty nine dollars. Like it's like a sport version with a thick sole. On I don't know the price on oh, the one. You bought a nine nine seven H. That's what I bought. This you is bought a nine nine seven H. They're like ninety bucks. Yeah, I got one of those. This oh, yeah, is that dope. One. That's fine. this shoe is dope. But I, I'm just assuming it's at least one sixty or one eighty or whatever, and I don't want to pay that. I would buy this shoe if it went on sale. I know you can't see it right now, but uh, oh, it's a fifteen thirty. As a pink, like oh, the front of the exactly toe box. Yeah, and then it has a little gray hits and then a blue hit on the back, um, yeah. and it's mainly yeah. white. That shoe's really clean to me, and, you know, I guess my thing in general is I really don't like paying retail to begin with unless it's something that has aftermarket value that if I don't like it, I can just sell it. So yeah. for something yeah. like that, I would want it at least, like, 40% off. You know what I mean? And if I could get it 40% off, I definitely would buy it. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. how we shop anyways now. <laughs> I only shop. Right, but we know we're not getting well, for the most yeah. part. We know we're not getting like hype Air Max One forty percent off. You either get it at retail, or if you really want it, you got to pay aftermarket. See, I just don't like. I love to talk about like I love to appreciate dope materials on sneakers. I, I like to appreciate it, but they don't matter to me whether or not I want to buy it or not. If I bought an, an Elephant Atmos print, what's the one you? That's the one you want, right? Yeah. Elephant Atmos print. Yeah, of course. if that joint could be the trash material, I'd still cop it. Like it could be the trashest. Yeah, if I, re, for retail, I mean, I don't know if I. I, if I, I mean, I think they used half it. decent yeah. materials on that last one that came oh, out because when you did. wear them, like those joints creased instantly, and a shoe's not going to crease unless the materials are fairly nice or like it's designed the way the Jordan One is designed. See, Jordans are the only sneakers that I will not buy 
if the materials are trash. Like, I, I just that's won't. That's not true. No. Yeah, I, I agree with that. No, you that, said you want I'm those Jordan, Jordan 1 lows. I love Jordan 1. The, the Jordan 1 lows that just came out right now? Yeah, you said you bought the yellow one already. That I mean, yellow mater- one, that might be some of the most soft suede ever. That entire shoe is suede. Relax. Okay. I'm not even joking. Like, it's like I have that. the black one. I, it's the same thing. No, it's not. I, isn't, the, isn't the white leather? What? Is the white leather on the black toe one? Yeah. Like, no, leather or like suede. Yes, no, it's leather. Oh, the entire shoe on the yellow is suede. Everything is suede. There's no leather on it. I was like, yo, this joint is crazy. In person. No, you got to see. I meant to bring it today. Like, that joint is crazy. All right. Now, it is a little bit bulkier than any other Jordan 1s. But like I said, a Jordan 1 is a sneaker that I can commit to not buying if the materials are trash. Unless it's an OG. If the materials are trash on the Jordan 4 OG, I'm still going to buy it. I don't, I've never owned a Jordan 4 OG, a Black Cement. I don't think I've ever owned a Black Cement Jordan. So I'm going to buy that one. The sixes that just came out, the materials are awful on Oh, those. all right. Yeah, so this, yeah, the black one's different. The The toe box on the black one is... Is leather. Like new buck. No, no, no. Oh. It's new buck. It's oh. not the same suede as the one you're talking about. Yeah, the, the yellow one's way I different. I didn't realize it was like that thicker suede or whatever. Um, But like I was saying, I'm going to buy the OG Black Cement 4 just because. I've never owned a Black Cement 4 ever, and I feel like well, if I'm going to own one, I might as well own one that's close enough to the OG. So on a New Balance and stuff like that, I will always I, – I bought Wasabi's in Wasabi's ones. I got those for a great price off GOAT. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get these. And I probably won't wear them as much as I should, but I'm sorry. Gel Life 3 Asics and Gel Life 5 Asics are madly disrespected as far as when we decided to move on and just throw our full backing in the Air Maxes like we lost our minds. Now, Air Max no, – no, but- but that's not even our fault, though, because we know that Asics backs up off. They haven't released the Gel Life 5 in over a year, right? And and they also, you know, sort of slowed down on the Gel Life 3. So it wasn't completely, you know, the enthusiast's fault. It was, you know, the, and then they didn't even celebrate the Gel Life 5 anniversary, right? So, you know, it's not necessarily just, you know, that we backed up off it. It's that, you know, Asics basically dropped the ball and Nike saw the opening and sort of jumped in there with Air Max Ones. Um, and and I think I think people just kind of like, were like, oh, Atmos? Yes. Oh, yeah, I got to get in there. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually kind of ashamed to say it. Even though they, the materials aren't that great, I actually don't even own any Atmos uh, Air Max collaborations. Um, I just, I don't know. There's something about them and that, you know, I can never pull the trigger. I, same thing with me. I mean, it, it, for me, it's not even pulling the trigger. I've never been <laughs> successfully been able to buy one. Um, some people consider the Curry uh, Atmos collab, and maybe that what they were originally involved with Atmos or in the design or something. Who knows? I have the Curry. I don't have the Elephant. I don't have the Animal. I don't have any of those. Um, and I definitely want the Elephant, but I'm not paying 600 or 700 or whatever it would take yeah, to yeah. get a size 12. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Asics and them backed up a lot off of it because we abandoned it. Like, there was a lot of Gel Life 5s that came out that we just... The only reason we started <laughs> buying them in the first place is because of collabs. Collabs started everything. So once the collabs stopped, we... St- yep. I'll be yeah. the first to admit, yeah. really, the only thing I look at these days is Nike stuff. And every once in a while, I'll look at, like, an Adidas shoe. But unless, like, that New Balance I just was talking about, the 1530, that one came across. And because they color blocked it really well, that one caught my eye. But other than that, 
And it might sound bad to say it, but honestly, the only thing I look at anymore is Nike and Adidas. I mean, and Adidas rarely. Yeah, but I don't even understand why you jumped off the ASIC Gel Life 5. You probably had more than me. They're bulky now. I mean, I wore that shoe the other day, and it's bulky. It really is. I mean, it's it's a little wider now, but I think that has to do with how we used to wear them. We used to always wear them joints unlaced. We never tied them joints I put up that, now. I put it on. You tie them up now, it's better. We need to... A lot of the sneakers that we got right now, how we used to rock them back in the day, if we rock them actually correctly and tie them up, you can wear them again. No, Jordans, no, I've been putting on Jordans just to try them on. If you tie them up and all the way, lace them, tie a bow at the top, they're actually You can't even tie wear. a bow with rope laces on those Joe Life 5s <laughs> yeah, with the top can. lace. No, you can't. I'm dead serious. I tried to put it on, lace the lace to the top, and tie I've tied a, a bow. Uh, you gotta pull them tighter. So you game might time. have a different rope lace, but whatever rope lace I have, it doesn't work. At least on the eight ball pair. Oh uh, uh, well, I don't know what to tell you, fam. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Was, oh, you know, I wanted to go back real quick on that. I meant to ask you, Dave, or you, George. Obviously, do you guys foresee an issue with Beyonce and Kanye both being on Adidas with Kanye? In terms of what? I don't know. He's a crazy person. I just mean in general. No, he's just crazy. I mean, that, that's already known. No, because is she, is she a creative director? Like, I feel like they said she's, like, creative know, director yeah. or something. And isn't he trying to be of Adidas or wants to be, and they won't let him? Oh, you mean Kanye wants complete control over Adidas' creative department or something? He wants something oh, like no that. Idea. Of course he does. Probably uh. wants to be president of the United States, too. He does. <coughs> oh, and you don't buy Yeezys, right, Dave? No, no. Oh, okay. I, no, I can't do it. Yeah, Adidas, see... Uh, well, I just sold my um, Sesame's. Um, prices were going up. I decided it was time to get rid of it. But the one reason that I've held on to the ones that I like is because of the comfort of the shoe and the fact that it's like almost universal in terms of what you can wear it with. Now, maybe not universal in terms of like you can wear it with shorts, but universal in terms of you can wear it with just about any pair of pants you have or joggers or whatever, and it does not look off. So... Um, you can argue a gel like five is pretty close to a V two in terms of what? in shape and stuff. No, you can't. It's or a, you, it's not, nowhere close in comfort. It's nowhere close to any of that stuff. I didn't say comfort, but it's it's I, about as book. I think it's comfortable. Say what? Me personally, I think I think the gel like five is more comfortable. Oh yeah, you smoke um, it. I guess it depends on your foot shape or whatever too. I have a wide foot, so like the the how the. 350 kind of spreads out in the toe box really works for me. I don't know. Oh, I'm trying to think what else we have to talk about. Um, you made a list. Oh, go ahead. Now, I was going to say it'd be a perfect transition into the 10 year. Oh, yeah. The Yeezy. the Yeezy. So, somebody has sent this to us as a question, but then I noticed it that it was like all over social media and on like a few sneaker blogs and stuff about the Yeezy one it being the 10 year anniversary of that release. Um, and somebody who listens to the podcast asked us our thoughts on that. Um, I don't know if you have any first, Dave or George. I'm going to have to hear the question again. I'm going to let Dave go first. Basically, what are your thoughts now thinking back to the Yeezy 1 oh, 10 years oh, later? Oh, I know you're talking about. You're talking about Nike. I thought you were just talking about no, 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 Adidas Nike. is coming out with some 10-year shoe or something. No, 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 no. He hasn't been to that long. I, I didn't start back buying shoes again until late 2010. So when the Yeezy came out in 2009, I really had no idea. I mean, obviously, I knew Kanye was, but right. I was that was the last thing I was thinking about was buying shoes. I was buying SBs at that point, but I wasn't, like, fully immersed back in, like, oh, this release this weekend. Like, I didn't really... 
So I probably stopped buying shoes 2001 or two and didn't start back again until 2010. Um, and the Flint 13s is what – I don't even know why the hell I did it. But for some reason, Hannah wanted to go to the mall on Black Friday at midnight, and they had Flint 13s at the finish line. And the dude was like, I saw all the people running the mall. And this was back when it was still first come, first serve. So I just – because I remember what Flint 13s was, obviously, being – shoe collector growing up or whatever but and i'm a jordan fan so i was like oh did you guys sell out he's like yeah but i got my pair in the back if you want that he's like 285 <laughs> i just looked at him like because i didn't remember from that era there being a resale market you know what i mean like i remember if you went in line and you got more than one you would sell one to a friend or whatever but it wasn't like pay 180 or pay 160 and sell for 300 there was nothing like that in the in the era that I was in prior. So when he said that, I just started laughing and I was like, no, nah, I'm good, man. And I went home and literally got two pairs that night online on Finish Line's website with a discount code. One was like 30, 20% off. And then I found another discount code that was 30% off, something like that. So I got two Flint 13s, Black Friday, 2010, under retail. And that's what, for some reason, just sent me back into like the shoe loop. And then the next one I got after that was that was when um, Cool Gray 11s came out and Nike Scottsdale had just opened the beginning of 2010 or whatever. So we went for that release and I was like near the back of the line and somehow Hannah and I both got a pair of Cool Gray 11s and the resale market was like not very good on them at all. I mean, I think I made like $30 or something on each one. Now, if you wait a little bit longer, you make more money, but so it was not worth it. But that's what got me back into it. But... And I don't even remember what the heck we were talking about. Yeezy one. Oh, I was like, why did I go on that rant? The Yeezy one. So I missed the whole first two years of the Yeezy thing. And someone had a pair on in that line, if I remember correctly, and was talking about he got it by trading for something. And I was like, at the time, I was like, bro, that's literally the ugliest shoe I've ever seen in my entire life. It's your entire leg. Like, he's shorter than me. So I'm like, that shoe is your entire leg. What do you... That's a combat boot. And, you know, he was proud of the fact that he traded for it or whatever. But so uh, in terms of it being a 10 year, it's impressive that Kanye has been around that long making not only sneakers, but fashion, whatever. Do I think that shoe matters in like sneaker history or something? No, to me, no, it doesn't. It does. To me, it does not. It does not in the mind. I mean, I don't want to. I don't know, Dave, you wanted to say something first or anything. No, I mean I'm I'm with George. I you know I I wasn't really back into sneakers then, and I mean it it's it's a cool shoe. I I you know I think the easy one is, is is a cool shoe. I'm not going out of my way to go chase one down. Um, I don't know you know aesthetically I don't I'm not huge on it, but I I definitely understand it's important, and I think it's. You know, I think it's, you know, a worthwhile shoot for certain people, but, you know, no big deal to me. That, you know what's funny is that shoe, to me, seems like it was like, when was Saved by the Bell out? Like in the early 90s? Remember Zach Morris and them? Just remember that era when, yeah. like, everything was a high top and it was Converse, like your entire weapons, leg? Yes. Stuff like that, yeah. So, yeah. to me, it was almost like Kanye was trying to go back to, like, an era like that. Where oh, no, he shoot, was. So it was, but it was not fashionable when he brought it back. Now, maybe you could say he was like an innovator or something by trying to bring that stuff back. 
But when I saw that, I was like, bro, that's not in style right now. Like when I saw the guy wearing it in line, that's why I said, like, that's the worst shoe I've ever seen in my entire life. That is not in style. What are you doing? So when they came out, I didn't know they were coming out until the actual day they were coming out. And that was based on because I had went to we're at the mall or something and everybody was talking about because we only had one store that got them and that was um high point that was the only store that i know of locally in arizona that got them i don't know if anything else i can't even remember what was around at that time back then now i look at the yeezy one now today when i look at it when i look at it back then i do feel that was the period of time where our clothes were starting to make that shift into fitting a lot differently i didn't look at the shoe back then and thought and this is a boot. I never thought that back then. When I look at it now, and me and you talked about this before plenty of times, Joe, we talked about sneakers aging. The Yeezy 1 and the Yeezy 2 have not aged well, period. You look at a Yeezy 1 and a Yeezy 2 right now, they're whack. Like, you look at it, and even back then, you I mean think. The, you're talking about Nikes. Yeah, Nikes, Nikes. Yeah. Yeezy 1, Yeezy 2, Nikes. I think even back when me and you went all the way to California and got that platinum one, <laughs> essentially looking at that shoe and looking at the pictures, that old pictures of it, it's a whack shoe. Now, back then, you couldn't see it because— I don't think the two is terrible. The two is a whack shoe now. Back, I don't think it's terrible. I, I no, like it's whack now. I, don't, you really, I think that's too strong. No, you really got to go back and look at it. You look at the materials and everything, and you're like, yo, the toe box is like neoprene— nylon something that joint looks trash as they get older now the way we equated a yeezy 2 as being dope as it had the the uh, air tech challenge 2 bottom it had like these look little but you go back after right now i'm on goat i'm like let me look at a yeezy 2 yeezy 2 is, you can buy one or sell one for like three thousand. it is not an attractive shooting mode. they didn't age well whatsoever i honestly feel if a yeezy one released now People would go get it because it's a Yeezy one right there. But it has to have Yeezy insignia on it. If it's not, if it doesn't have the Yeezy up the back, if it doesn't have anything that recognizes this as being a Yeezy, nobody would care for it whatsoever. The shoe now is awful. Everybody's jeans would go inside the shoe. like, And it almost did back then. But for some reason, people found a way to wear them now. The Yeezy With the one, Yeezy one, you have to put your jeans inside the shoe. I don't understand how else you can. Almost the Yeezy two. I don't think it's as bad. It, it's not as bad, but it's almost as bad. Now, the importance of a Yeezy one to me is based off, you know, a, a rapper, entertainer, you know, developing a sneaker that reached over resale of a thousand dollars. That's cool. But the most iconic part of the Yeezy ones is the colorways. Those colorways are forever cemented as Yeezy. Oh yeah, yeah. like they're Yeezy. So that's the most important aspect of when you think back of a Yeezy one. Like you can't put what is that pink called? Solar red, whatever that is. You can't put that pink. You can't add a, a a black, pink, a glowish looking color green to it. You can't add that to anything without it being called the Yeezy Air Max. We've had Yeezy Air Max ones. We've had Yeezy foam posits. We've had Yeezy Roche runs. Like you add that colorway to anything, it's forever called the Yeezy Red October. You put all red on anything, it's a Red October. It's it, forever. It's just the way it is. That's the most iconic part. Of the Yeezy one. The shoe itself is trash now. It's not even questionable. It's not even wearable. And it should just literally just be in a museum somewhere. Now, what's crazy about the Yeezy one, Yeezy two, I don't think that there's no more pairs out there. Like, there's a few people that still got some DS pairs here and there. But they're extinct. Like, and when did the last time you've seen anybody wear a Yeezy one or a Yeezy two? I couldn't even tell you the last time I've seen anybody for Instagram 
or just out wearing them. Oh, on social media, I've seen them more too as often. Oh, really? I, I, you're talking I, about in person. Person, I, no. Not even social media. I don't ever see it. Oh yeah. I've seen I've seen I've seen a pair of easy shoes on social media in at least the last week. Oh, see, I I haven't. Everything on social media now is literally Air Max and whatever latest Jordan came out that that past weekend. Like Adidas used to flood social media and stuff like that. Don't see any of that anymore. I st- I see more clays and V twos and stuff like that than I do anything else. It seems like as of lately. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Like I said, it's iconic for the colorway. It's iconic for what it did during that period of time. I don't remember where I was sneaker wise buying. I feel like I was still buying them, but for some reason, when did we like? Get, you got back into it before I did, like fully going in on it. There was a particular moment when, like, I just started really, really copping again. I don't even remember. That was a long time ago. But either way, Arizona had only got so many pairs, and it was at one store, and only people who had probably never got out of sneakers only really paid attention to that. Like, I don't, I didn't know anybody who knew about it. I don't know anybody who owns a pair except I think Daniel did. He had bought a couple pair at uh, High Point. Or whatever, but oh, it, you, he bought them for retail there. Yeah. Oh, so, I didn't know that. But <clears throat> other than that, I don't know. It's important as far as like I said, colorways and stuff like that. They're iconic and forever considered Yeezy. But you know, it is what it is. The shoe didn't age well. Yeezy twos definitely didn't age well. Yeezy twos suck now. Period. Uh, they suck now. One hundred percent fact. Okay, would you guys own a pair now for, for retail? I don't think I would. For retail, I would buy it and then I would resell it. No, no, no. It. Would mean, you own a pair? No, but I don't even think I would have worn it back then. You know that. I told you that. I wouldn't even have worn it then. Well, we was... well, we couldn't then. Like, I'm sorry. If you got a Yeezy 2 back then, I feel like you you weren't supposed to own it. Like, it, it, it feels almost ridiculous <clears throat> to know that it's selling one. for two. You You're right. But there is no way with good conscience that I could put on a shoe on my foot that I paid oh, 200 $2, for and, and selling for 1800 2000 Like, that just seems... Crazy. That's always how I've been, though. I mean, it, like when I I've only worn the Wotherspoons once or twice, and I saw that their size twelve is like fourteen hundred. I said, oh, "What?" Okay. I mean, it was like five, six months ago when they were six hundred. In that time, they've du- more than doubled. See, it's I nuts. I, the the shoe Easy Ones, Easy Twos, they're iconic. Easy Two is more iconic to me than an Easy One. But the thing is, to me, like what really, really makes something iconic is is if I have an opportunity to buy it and no one cares about it anymore, I still want it to wear. I don't think a Yeezy Two is that good looking to wear if it. Yeah, but I shells. never. Yeah, you're right. But I never wanted to wear it ever. Right, like, right, right. I never I'm had the not desire. You, like not you then, but like for me back then. I think I did legitimately like the shoe a lot. I, I yeah, didn't, so did I. I didn't like the platinum ones. I liked the red ones, and I liked the black solar reds, whatever they were called. Those ones I did I like the most. Now, if they just throw them back out, got all the Yeezy insignia, the dust bag, the gold things, the glow-in-the-bottom soles, it has every single thing that it was back when it dropped, and they're not reselling for 5000 anymore. There's plenty of them. I wouldn't go buy one. I don't think I would buy one to wear. That's to me. I wouldn't wear it. But an Atmos Elephant Print or Atmos Safari or any other collaboration, something like that, that like way back in the day loved and it just dropped regular, I would buy that. I would buy Animals. I would buy Elephants. I would buy Clot Vapor Max. I would, any of those shoes that I have in my queue that I'm still looking at, I would buy any of those. I never right. had. So go ahead. No, I was just going to say that. But you got you to gotta acknowledge, too, that 
what you know about Kanye West now versus what you knew about him when the Easy One or Easy Two dropped is totally different. Your image of him is tainted, as is my image of him. You know, what I thought of Kanye West in 2000, 2009, you know, it was totally different. And so, you know, coming from the place where I'm at now, I don't know if I would want that shoe, just thinking about it that way. You know, just because of I, just because I, I know I've been down the rabbit hole. I've seen too much. I peeked behind the curtain. Like I can't, I can't unsee that Kanye, and I'm not. And so that that sort of like taints the shoe for me, even though, you know, it has some sort of relevance to me. You know, and right. so so for me, like looking through that lens, you know, as who, as who I am now. No, I I don't want that shoe. But who I was in 2009 or 2010. Yeah, absolutely. I probably would want that shoe. See, that doesn't bother me. I can't even speak. That does not bother me as much because I still wear the Adidas ones that I have. Yeah. Now, I don't mean it doesn't, his behavior in general, I don't mean it doesn't, but what's, I don't know what's the right word. Maybe bother's not the right word. We've talked about it on the show a million times. He's a clown and like the utmost clown. So, and I didn't. I refused to. Li- I haven't even listened to the last album that <laughs> came either. out, let alone Never. bought the album or downloaded it. Never. So it definitely, in a way, affected my behavior as a um, consumer, but not with the shoe. It, and I think, like I said, it's because of earlier. It's just the comfort factor and the style factor for me. It's still now. The selling the sesame, which I really liked, I sold it and then I opened the box and I was like, mm, that might have been a mistake. These are actually kind of dope. But then I was like, you know what? I'm not ever going to wear these. Sell, sold. And in the past, I probably just would have kept it around just because it's a easier comfort or whatever. So I think it, it may have affected me a little bit in terms of that shoe. But the ones that are much easier to wear, like I have um, one of the V2s from the, what was it? Not Christmas pack. Black Friday. It was the pack. Black Friday pack. And then I have the original um, Moon Rocks and the the V1 Moon Rocks. And what's the other one? Pyre Blacks. So I have those. I think those are easier to wear than some of the stuff that's come out recently. And I'll tell you what. Greg likes the clays and the statics. I, ha- I got both of those. I'm not going to say that the worst shoes I've ever seen. But they are horrendous in terms of... People thinking that leaving out some some knitting makes it a new shoe or a better shoe or whatever. It literally is just like they didn't knit the the stripe. And, and the fact that people think that's like an um, some kind of innovative thing, innovative thing, is beyond me. Like all they did was not knit it right there. I don't get it. So to me, those shoes both suck. I bought both of them because I'm trying to make a little bit of money on the side for myself. And I, with the clays, I made like $100 a pair. So I'm definitely not upset about that. Um, but I don't think Kanye's behavior affected me on in terms of like, would I not wear a Nike shoe? Because I still have worn the Adidas shoe. Uh, Dave, yeah. did you see the question that a listener sent me about fakes? Yeah, about would would you um, would you knock a, an established sneakerhead if if they you know bought fakes knowing they were fakes? Yeah. And rock. So shout out to a uh, key rat scene. 
um, you know, for sending this. He, he basically the question he had was like, you know, um, are there like I, I took it as like, are there like established sneaker heads that could get a pass for buying fakes? Um, I thought it was an interesting question. I don't know what you guys think about it, but I thought it was definitely an interesting question because we've talked about it on this show plenty of times about being a sneakerhead. Like, I'm sure, Dave, amongst your friends and your circle of people that you know, whether they're in the sneakers or not, you're known as the guy that's in the sneakers, right? Yeah. That, yeah. That's just the way it is. Me yeah. growing yeah. up, me growing up, I've always been the guy who had the sneakers all the time. Somebody at work is asking me, yo, can you get my husband the bread fours, you know, cement fours, whatever they are. Like, I've been always known that guy. Having a sneaker podcast is is is, is, an, is an incredible thing because George and I, and I've talked about this before, George and I could get on this podcast and be literally straight lying. Like, we could be lying about every single thing we cop, every single thing we've owned, every single thing we've done. We could still be lying about that because we have established ourselves as solid sneakerheads in the community you know growing up so you really don't know what anybody has now the dynamic and it is crazy because let's say if i walked in here eh, yeezy 2 might be a little bit strong if i walked in here with a we keep saying elephant atmos i don't know why that's on my mind today if i walked in here wearing an elephant atmos i don't think george would look at it and think that's got to be fake i don't think he would because he he, I don't know, maybe knows me, but he. Oh, I know what question you're talking about. Never mind. Go ahead. Yeah. So, like, I don't think, like, for you, Dave, if you went and bought a fake one and it was that good, because I'm sorry, fakes and replicas are just that good nowadays. I went on the website just to look. You're talking about the the jump man. His foot is too close to the leather. The the stitching is backwards. Like, I'm like, man, who can never notice even that garbage? If you, well, the other thing about it too is like. Those places may not be using the same exact materials that Nike is, but it's not that far off. It's not that far off. So, like, this this isn't like if XYZ Factory, which is right next door to ABC Factory, their chances are they're using some of the same stuff. Now, they may leave a piece out here and there or whatever. Like, you know, I've heard stories about, oh, uh, Jordan 4 fake was missing, like, one of the Nike airbags or something, and the, you know, inside the shoe. Right. How would you even know unless you had both of them were in both of them? You know what I mean? Right. And see, that's where it comes to the point of, too, like, the, the, this isn't, like, back in the day. When you see a Jordan, you could be like, yo, that joint is fake. I, I couldn't well, tell. Well, yeah, the, no. most of the fakes back in the day was, like, they tried to create a new shoe. It wasn't so much that they were faking the shoe that already existed. <laughs> they, were, they were making, like, a hybrid shoe or whatever that didn't ever come out. Even when they were trying to make, like, a flu game 12, they were trying to make it. The shape was crazy. The materials were weird. The jump man was weird. Like, stuff was weird on them. Now, I saw, like, a comparison of a fake and a real Cactus Jack 4. I, I couldn't even tell. They were at the minute, like, this loop. The loop, the lace loops are lower on the fake. The 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 netting is closer than the other. Net. I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? If I walked down the street wearing those, not a single person would say, fam, them is fake. Look at the thread. The thread is too close to the lace holes. Not a single person. Now, would you? I'm asking you, Dave, on social media. Okay, let's go. Let's talk about um, Mike. You're close with Mike from uh, the camp out, right? Yeah. Okay, Mike. 
has dope sneakers, has a lot of sneakers. He's an established collector. He is somebody I look at me, has dope pictures. I like his stuff. Would never question him as a sneakerhead. Let's say that he was like, he bought a pair of Red October Yeezy 2s, posted them, and said, yo, these ain't real. These aren't, these aren't authentic Yeezy 2s, but like I really love the model and I had to have them. You know, these are as close as possible. Would that be a problem to you? Take Take being a friend out of it. Would that be a problem to you? Uh, if he's being upfront about it, I don't have a problem with it. Even um, having a sneaker show. I mean, I I think, I think, I think you can wear whatever you want to wear as long as you're straight up and real about it. I I think I would be more bothered if you're trying to pass it off as the real thing, and it's not. Um, I mean, I think I think again, it goes back to you know if you're really into the aesthetics of a sneaker and you're going to wear that sneaker and you like the sneaker, you like the look, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter whether it's real or fake, you know, and, and, you know, in the grander scheme of things. But, um, if you're, if you're upfront about it, I think that says something totally different than if you're trying to hide it. Cause then you're just trying to, you know, you're just trying to fool the public. You just want to be something that you're not right. And so, you know, I have no problem with people being upfront. Just like I have no problem with someone buying a pair of $35 Reeboks and posting pictures of them and being happy with them. You know, it's, it's essentially the same thing to me, you know. Um, that's a little different. Like, if we started going on sites that had, like, the absolute best fakes and started buying all the ones that we just can't seem to win on sneakers, I think that would be... Even if we like, hey, man, I keep taking L's on sneakers. I didn't get any Cactus Jack 1s, 4s, whatever else he has. I, I had enough. I love the colorway. I love the model. These are the best ones. I went on here and bought fakes. I don't think they would be easily accepted, even if you admit it. Maybe by other people, but, I mean, I, I honestly don't care. I just the, So the thing, the thing to me is I, I feel like, you know, in that in that situation i'm not on the brand side right like for me like i'm just like because i feel i feel like you know i've been screwed over enough times where i've thought about like quitting sneakers and thought about quitting you know the whole game and like i'm not buying shoes ever again you know so so i get it and so you know i'm not on the brand side and i'm not like you know i feel like they can do things so that everyone can have a pair so when someone really likes something and you know they can't get it and they're willing to you know buy something that's very very similar in every single way except for the fact that you know it doesn't have something some right. label on it I, I i'm okay with it you know i understand i get it i'm not i'm not gonna knock them for that as long as they're honest about it just don't try to come to me and like fake the funk and be like hey yo these are dope blah 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 i mean it to get them like Nah, like if you're gonna be upfront about it, then you know it's it's your thing. Like that's you know I can accept that you know because because I think we've all sort of been there on some level. You oh know? yeah, I think every single sneakerhead has considered buying fake Yeezy twos. Like when that's, they've, I think all have. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I I wouldn't even. It wouldn't. I don't care if someone buys fakes. Just don't pretend they're real. Simple as that. Exactly. How do you That's not pretend it. they're real though? Like you say, like, yo, these are fakes, guys. But I love the silhouette. Like, I don't understand what that means. No, no. 
Well, number one, I don't have a problem with anyone saying anything. My problem is when people we know and follow people who on social media post something just for IG and then sell it. Oh, of course. Immediately after that. Don't be exactly. that person. Yeah. All right. Don't be that person. And definitely don't put it up and pose next to it or do like put it next to the jelly if it's the a black and red Jordan 11. <laughs> don't do stuff <laughs> like different. that. That's uh, don't put it in the refrigerator if it's a grape five right. Jordan. And then we find out it's fake. Don't do that. But first of all, when you do talk about pictures, let me explain something to you. That picture today, I don't know whose pick it was. That picture of the Union One with the jump oh, man yeah. made the out gum. of bubble gum mm-hmm. sticking to the street and the shoe might be the corniest sneaker picture I've seen in the last five I years. I see man. I can't I can't say anything's the corniest because we've seen the gamut of things people do. We have. But he had to make that jump man out of gum. I like, mean, I, to me, it just looked like it was. Look, he had uh, to it was com- make computer that. generated. No. I didn't even think he did that. I think he made that out of gum. I think he stepped on that like a, a Jordan Jumpman press anything, and stuck it to the shoe in the ground. Possible, but I've seen. It's hard for me to say one thing's worse than the other when I've seen all the stuff I've seen. Anyways, I think I'd have a bigger more issue with people Pause. trying to sell fakes, pass them as real. That's more of an issue to me. Yeah, but that's a different issue, right? It's now, a bigger yeah. issue in reality, but it's a different issue than what you're talking about because you're just talking about like feigned anger now if you out here buying fake grs like if you can go buy a real pair of air max one anniversaries at the store and you out here buying a fake that's weird to me okay i don't care about that again i, I just care about stunt devils don't be a stunt devil if you know you got fakes it's all stunt devils but let me tell you there's a lot mm. of people out here with these gigantic collections they know they bought fakes and they acting like they real and that's a fact that's them smoke screen sneaker heads uh, fact coverts all right so 100% of covert sneaker heads don't ignore my my terminology fam yeah, right. Uh, right. Uh, what else you got on the list? You getting to the NCAA tournament yet? I don't know. You watch, you watch sports and stuff, right, Dave? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, we yeah. don't have to spend a lot of time on it. It's over with. Just about you never know. Bit. Actually, well, I don't got nothing to say about the NCAA tournament. I don't care. So. I mean, <laughs> you, over, I man. get to brag about the fact that I had the two teams in the championship game oh, correct, well. and you didn't. Oh, so. go ahead, man. Yeah. I'm just happy Duke didn't win. You say what? I'm just happy Duke didn't win. <laughs> oh my gosh! Come on, man. Everybody. I think that's how everybody feels. Everybody likes Zion, but doesn't like Duke. I mean, I don't think that's a. I feel like everyone loves weird. Duke now. Like, no. and now he's gone. They hate Duke again. Like, yeah, people didn't like Duke. They like Zion. People got on TV. And was you like, know how much they hate Baird and Reddish? Oh no! <laughs> Look, the 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 game was the game was good. That's all you can ask for. The game that like that's good. The whole tournament after like the second round was good because we didn't have like this is the thing I've been talking about people. And it's a little bit different for me, at least from Greg, because I go to Vegas for the first two rounds every year. So you see it you see things differently in the sports book in Vegas than you do just watching them, even in here in a bar. Completely different. So Everyone loves rooting for the underdogs to win the first weekend or the you know the first round, second round or whatever makes Sweet Sixteen. But what that does is it, for the most part, this is not one hundred percent, but for the most part, it waters down the games when you get that far because you're probably going to end up with a one seed versus the that twelve seed or whatever at some point instead of a one versus a two or a one versus a three. And what we got from the Sweet Sixteen on was nothing pretty much but high seeds. And, you you know, you can certainly make the argument that Auburn was a five or whatever, but Auburn was a top six team coming into the season, preseason. They were ranked in the top six. Same thing. Now, Texas Tech probably wasn't. Texas Tech probably was, like, inside the top 25 or maybe slightly outside or whatever, but 
what you ended up with was matchups one versus two, two versus three, one versus four, one versus three. So I think that's why the tournament was as good as it was from the Sweet 16 on, where every game, like at some point in that game, I told you I didn't watch it, but Texas Tech and Virginia, I went into the store. Virginia was up eight, and then I heard they were up ten. And then when I came out, it was tied. Crazy, crazy tournament. Why don't why didn't you watch the championship game? Was at the gym. I I don't think I could watch that much college basketball in that period of time, and then for the actual result, the the thing that matters, be like, no, I'm good. Like, I've been to one. It's fine. I think college. I think March Madness might be probably the single greatest yeah. thing in sports. The two greatest sporting events. Like, not just a one-game thing, but the two greatest sporting events is the World Cup and NCAA tournament. And I think the NCAA tournament is one of those things that loses a lot of steam when you get to a certain point. Like Normally it does, but those games were all fantastic. They were all pretty good games. Now, you probably didn't have your your same casual fans who watched the first two rounds because the Cinderella's didn't win this year. But that's better for me. I forgot the game was Monday. Until someone texted me like, "Yo, were you watching the game?" I was like, "What? What?" Oh, what? Monday. Every I Monday. know. I just didn't, I didn't care. Like I didn't care. And I'm glad the game was good. But I had stopped caring. I don't think I watched. I didn't watch it one. I watched a little bit of the Elite Eight. Like I, I didn't care anymore. Like for some odd reason, I just lost the momentum. That first, you're fired up, and then after a while, I'm like, eh. Like we'll see what happens. Check the score. See what happens. Watch some highlights. See what happens. Um, but it was overall it's probably good. normal. I mean. It was overall good. My concern is, do I care about college basketball next season when it starts? That's my concern. I want to care about it. If if I don't have anybody, uh, I mean, there's I not a Zion, to. but there's I, I want to care. About there's it. probably more depth overall in in the class. Um, any thoughts on Magic Johnson? I don't care. I mean, he he's been a bad person. He, he's known as not knowing anything about personnel. I mean, so, come on, man. What do you mean? Come How come on? you don't blame LeBron for any of this? Did, did you not see any of the information that came out like in the last couple of months prior to like this year LeBron thing? Like what? Magic had a chance to get – I forgot what the story was exactly, but he had a chance to get two really good players, and instead he wanted Lance Stevenson and JaVale McGee, two people who have proven not to be good NBA players based on – okay, this is the thing that I actually wanted to talk about in this episode because I know you don't subscribe to it as much. Every good team in the NBA right now is ba- is a statistic based team. The only oh don't do that. The, the, I subscribe to the, statistics. The Houston. I'm not talking about simple statistics. I'm talking about advanced statistics. The Houston Rockets are built literally by a guy who is considered a nerd by the majority of the league when he came in. I mean. I don't know if he has a degree from MIT yeah. or whatever, but Daryl Morey started the big statistics conference that happens every year. I don't even remember the name of it. But I think they said the first year they had like 600 people, and this last year they had like 10,000 or 8,000 or something. And the people, they, they get to come speak at it. So in the NBA, everything is trending in that direction. So like when you – Magic Johnson's – like it's like listening to Barkley and these guys talk – not only about college basketball during the tournament, but you know, on the inside the NBA or whatever it is, these guys are old school guys who believe in shooting long two pointers and don't shoot a lot of threes and things that are inefficient for the game. Okay, and the NBA teams that are the best now, what do they do? They get layups and threes, and that's it. That's okay. all they do, and they play defense. All right, Magic. 
<laughs> yes, again, he's not a personnel. He's does, he knows nothing about how to build an NBA team in 2019. Okay, that example, first of all, of, of Maury with the Rockets is like Mm-mm-mm. because they got a personnel on their scores about 70 points by himself. Nobody else does anything they else. They traded for right. him. Okay. They, they, okay. Yes, they traded for him about six years ago, seven years ago. Daryl like, Maury was there. He's per- been there that's 10 perfect, years that's probably. perfectly fine. His statistics didn't add up to this guy's going to score 50 points a game and would just Eke out wins. He that didn't. Bi- that, he, that didn't do that. He built now, the, the year team last the way year. He built the last team. year, that team was was phenomenal. This year, this team was whack. Okay, starting the team out, they were garbage. They're number two in the West. They went and got Carmelo. No, no, no. They they turned it up. They got better, but they were awful at first. And even right now, they're still barely winning games. They go out there and score not eight, eight, Harden sixty points, and one by four. Like okay. Anyways. Back to Magic. And the Warriors and Milwaukee and every other team that's building rosters based on statistics, What are, they're, they're trash too? Or? I didn't say they were trash. I'm just saying that that – Magic Johnson is not a 2019 – he's not a personnel person, period. Okay. He should not be making any decisions that have to do with personnel. This is not 1984 basketball. If you're playing 1984 basketball, then and absolutely Magic Johnson is your guy. You're playing 2019. I'm sorry. I want someone with an advanced degree from MIT who's a nerd and can tell me which guys to build my team That's around. That's fine. Magic Johnson is more important to the Lakers organization than LeBron James is. LeBron James has a hand. But it has nothing to do with that. Oh, what? Him leaving? Even the Lakers don't have LeBron leaving. Man, you're crazy. I don't think so. You stop it. Like, there's two things that happened wrong in this Magic Johnson thing. Magic Johnson, the way he left, a little weird. But you know what? Players get to decide when they don't want to play no more and when they want to quit and when they want to be traded. So you know what? Magic Johnson getting on TV saying, you know what? I'm stepping down now. He didn't talk to the boss. He didn't talk to Genie. He didn't talk to anybody. Good for him. You know what? I'm done with this. This is trash. There's a bigger issues behind the scene that he doesn't like. There's too much pressure to make him make sure LeBron is, is comfortable and happy. That's a 100% fact. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, so LeBron is only comfortable and happy if they're in the playoffs. And he's the first, you know, he's the, essentially the first GM to not have LeBron in the playoffs in, what, 16, 17 years? So, yeah, of course LeBron's not happy. And, yeah, I guess that is going to fall on on you know magic somewhat especially because you know we know that lebron is, is is trying to make moves and trying to get another superstar there and trying i don't to think get magic rid of... was doing enough to make it happen he's trying to get rid of the coaches he's trying to do all that stuff lebron has had eight coaches you know what like and this is a shout out to the homie mike from the don't kill the messenger podcast he was we were talking to him and I was talking to him, and he was like, "Oh, here's the story." Talking right about here. like Spolstra, the Spolstra and Pat Riley. Here's the story right here. Pat Riley. This has nothing to do with LeBron, by the way. Let me hold on before you say that. Let me read this this headline. This was reported on pretty much every sports website. Lakers coaching staff pleaded with Magic Johnson to re-sign Brooke Lopez and Julius Randle, per report, and instead he signed um, Lance Stevenson and JaVale McGee. Right there, this has nothing to do with LeBron. Maybe LeBron wanted McGee and um, Lance instead. Who knows? That right there is a failure of management in general, and this is part of the reason why Magic is gone as well. No, 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 no. Yes, it is. No, no, no. Your point is right. He (laughs) might be trash at the job, but he didn't get fired, so it doesn't matter. No, I understand that, but so so if he got if fired, there's internal conversations about hey, you got to turn around, you're gone, and he doesn't want the pressure. There wasn't none of the conversations. How do you know? We don't know. As what is from what it seems like, we have no idea. Okay, from what it sounds like, everyone's like, what the heck? It didn't sound like that was the rumbling. All right, 
from what it well, seems like. Of course, like. they're going to try to save face. I mean, no one wants to be responsible for firing Magic Johnson. Listen, Magic Johnson should be with the Lakers what he is with the Dodgers. All he is is the guy smiling in the front who does the recruiting on social media and handshakes in the back room and then let the smart people figure out who really should be on the roster. LeBron puts too much pressure on everybody in an organization, period. The only person he couldn't apply pressure to, which Mike from the Don't don't Kill the Messenger podcast reminded me, was he never put pressure. He couldn't pressure Riley in Miami. Spolstra is still coaching and a great coach. Why he would wanted you, to get rid of Spolstra. Well, okay, let's th- hold on. He, he wanted if you to think rid- he can't pressure Riley, why would you think he could pressure Magic? Why would Magic be more of a pushover than Pat Riley? I don't that's don't, my question. No, no, they come from like I, no, no, the same no, no, no. sports DNA. You're, you're right. I, I wish Magic was like, man, sit down, shut up. I wish Magic was like that. He got sick of it. I think Magic legitimately got sick of it. Was like, you know, I'm out of here. This is some weird. That's stuff. probably part of it. Now, his interview where he was like talking about, he minimized Jeannie Buss's importance by saying, yeah, you know what? If I would have told her, she would have started crying and she would have begged me to stay and I would have stayed. He minimized her as a woman and as a position of power in that organization. That was trash. I didn't, even see I that didn't like that. I saw he interviewed with, with Rachel Nichols. I didn't like that. I, I don't know about that. I felt like he was just saying, I think I think Magic is an emotional guy, and, he's, and he tends to make moves based on emotion, um, which I think, you know, is what George is kind of alluding to, is that, you know, he's, he's trying to make, you know, people, he's trying to pull people in that have an emotional connection, um, you know, to the to the court and everything and i think that and i think ultimately he didn't want to be put in a position where he was making a decision based on emotion and trying to you know placate the lakers based on emotion rather than doing what was best for himself and probably for the lakers ultimately and i think he looked over and saw what happened to phil jackson in new york and was just like yeah, I I probably I probably should step down before I get in over my head and people start blaming me for the reason why the Lakers aren't aren't you know winning championships again. Lakers, look, Magic got sick of it. I'm sorry, I love LeBron James, but it's annoying. You ruining the Lakers to me. I'm you a, don't listen when I try to tell you stuff. I tried to tell you probably a year ago that he was corny, and you don't you don't want to hear it. You, Actually, maybe two years. You ago. describing he was corny and talking about like all this is two completely different things. Yes, he's corny. All right, but that's part of the reason why you're angry with him. I'm angry because it's like, yo, what's happening there? Like, I hate seeing that. L. A. is, 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 a, is of one of the teams I love. Like, it's just a weird situation there, and he's goofy. And I have no idea why you wore that hat today because you don't like the Lakers. So, tell my roof for the Lakers. No, what are you, you talking? No, yes, I do. I don't have an NBA team. You, exactly. So you don't root for the Lakers. I root for the Lakers. I root for the Sun. I root for a lot of teams. I like players. I love the Lakers. What are you talking about? I don't love the Lakers. If you love the Lakers, you'd root for the Lakers. I root for the Lakers. You just got done saying you don't have an NBA team, which I already know. And I said I root for the Lakers. I root for the Suns. I root for players. So I root then, for everything. So then you can't say I love that team. It's not your team. I love them all. Anyways. You make no sense. Top 10. We're going to do top hold 10 on, now. Hold on a second. Because the other podcast is like literally about to come in here soon. All right. We got 18 minutes. You can relax. I got a question for uh, Dave, actually. Uh, are you in uh, New Haven right now? Like, is that where you're living? The unrelated uh, to shoes. I, I, live like, I live like 20 minutes outside of New Haven. Okay. Gotcha. Because um, I've been there once and I didn't get a chance to eat any of the pizza there. And I heard a lot of people talk about uh, pizza capital of the world. I just want you to expound on that a little bit. Um, not a pizza guy. Well, I do. I love pizza, right? So <laughs> when I went, to my, 
to college. I went to I went to college in Romania, and uh, people swore that like Papa John's was like amazing. And to <laughs> me, it was like trash. It was like the worst pizza I've ever had in my life. Uh, um, yeah, like I, I think Connecticut in general, um, we're often underestimated for our pizza, and New Yorkers always say that they have better pizza. But I, I, I really, I really don't think that the border really can define that for you. Um, we do new haven does have amazing pizza it's really just about what you like and what you want um like me personally um i love i love bar bar is one of the one of the best pizzas um i think that i've ever had um and they actually do a mashed potato pizza which sounds crazy but it's like delicious it's amazing um and then you know, people swear by Frank Pepe's and Sally's. Uh, yeah, Sally's. Um, yeah. But yeah, New Haven. You know, I think we have probably the best pizza that you know I've 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 had I've had you know anywhere. I I don't think New York has good pizza. So oh, yeah, you wild. New York you pizza. Haven't go, you haven't gone to the right spots. I've probably eaten like <laughs> all the years. New York pizza is pizza. The only the, the the awesome thing about New York pizza is that it's cheap and that you can get it from sun up to sundown. Like okay, you can well, get it from you're everywhere. Going to the cheap places, you're not. Getting oh, the best sorry, I'm not going to the pizza place where you got to use a knife and fork. To me, oh, that's not the, what I'm talking about either. Pizza and it can New York all taste the same. Every spot, I'm like, yo, this tastes just like that one. That tastes just like that one. Uh, anyways. I don't know nothing about Connecticut except the Leaves, ESPN, the Huskies, and and Dave Blackman. That's all I know. That's the only thing I know in Connecticut. We got Yale too. And so. and Yale. That's it. And Aaron Hernandez. I don't know nothing about him. <laughs> I don't subscribe to his work. He's from Connecticut. So I don't subscribe, <laughs> you don't subscribe to. His I don't subscribe work. to his work. All right. Uh, top ten worst slash lackluster collaborations to us. All right, George, you already said your list is trash. Supreme trash. Because the shoes on it are trash. But, um, okay. Not necessarily. Dave. Oh, they're trash. You made your list, Dave? Yeah, I did. I did. I want to know if you want me to. Who wants to go first? George, you want to go or Dave? Normally the guest goes first, but if you don't want to go first, let us know. Um, I will go. I'll go first. All right, Um, let's go. Let's start with your bottom five. Wait, I have I have some honorable mentions. Knock Do them it. out. Do it. Okay, so honorable mention is uh, the Atmos and Jordan Brand Safari Three. <laughs> okay. I, I mean I it, I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Um, I you know I like it. I I didn't hate it, but it, at the same time I felt like if they were gonna do like a a legitimate collaboration, then you know. They could have did better than that. Um, and then <laughs> and then the Instapump Fury and, and basically anybody. <laughs> Wait, what? I like it. Wait, what? Because I have one on my list, the, the Reebok Instapump Fury and basically any collab. <laughs> I have something like I mean, that. I mean, nobody made a good it's the Pump Fury collab in my in my opinion. That's I not think true. I think I know what the worst one is, but that's just perfect. No, opinion. I no. There's one that's ultimate fire, and that's the one that Concepts did that looks like Versace. Nope, that nope. joint is flawless. Victory. I knew you were gonna say that because you're a thought, and it's on my list. It is one of the worst shoes of all time. Sorry, Dion. You smoking sticks, worst no, shoes of all time. Awesome. You making a shoe with Reebok and Concepts and you calling it Versace, you need to throw yourself off a building. First of all, the sneakerheads called it Versace. They didn't call it Versace. 
And it was those Swiss Beats thing, I doesn't think. Doesn't matter. Well, that makes it even worse. Man. Like, Swiss Beats knows anything about fashion? You will do anything to hate on Reebok. You know that? You'll do anything to hate on Reebok. You'll find time out of your day to send me something that you hate about Reebok. It's not true. It is I, true. If it was true, I would send you something every day. You hate on Reebok. You're right, but I don't go out of my way to do it because I would do it every day. Dave, number that 10. That shoe is horrendous trash. All right. Well, trash these. Number 10, Dave. <laughs> Uh, number 10 is uh, DJ Khaled and Jordan Brand, The Grateful. <laughs> Those do suck. Uh, anything DJ Khaled sucks. Pause. Um, number nine. And um, I was kind of conflicted about this because I feel like some of the shoes, um, and this is like a full collection, some of the shoes were sort of salvageable, but ultimately... It was just it, did, it didn't hit the mark for me. Uh, was the Adidas and Dragon Ball? I knew you were gonna say that. All of them sucked. There were a few in there, like the ZX model. Stop that it! Was, it was okay. <laughs> People love trying to salvage that ZX model out of the Dragon Ball Z pack. <laughs> I think that that green, whatever the green one was, was the best one. People love trying to pick Sel- out one. Sel- yeah. What you got for eight? Number eight, and I hate this shoe. And I don't know why people like it, and and it shows up in my timeline. And I don't know. uh, I'm sorry to people, but the Supreme and Nike up tempo. Oh, I I, I just, I can't. (laughs) The what? The what? You there? The Supreme and Nike. The oh, yeah. I mean, Maybe oh, yeah, my list ain't that trash after all. On the side of- oh, yeah, they sucked. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I can't. <laughs> um, number seven uh, was Balenciaga and Crocs foam. <laughs> I've never even seen that. I anything, believe you. Anything like, with Crocs is trash, but yeah. Anything with Balenciaga is trash, too. I believe right, you. Relax. You wanted a Remus forever. It's like a lifted Croc. It has like an extra thick sole on the bottom. Balenciaga Arena, man. Yeah. Anything with Crocs is trash. And I mean, I, you know, if you work for Crocs, not you specifically, but if our listeners work for Crocs or they're a chef or something and you got to wear Crocs to work, sorry, but they suck. Yeah. Um... Number six was uh, CDG and Nike Air Force One, the dinosaur one. Dinosaur one? What's that look like? The one big plastic molded dinosaur on the front of the Air Force One. What? I haven't seen that. And I can't remember it. Anyway. Just just Google uh, CDG and Nike uh, Air Force One dinosaur. Those joints probably so They sound trash. (laughs) So that was your bottom five? Uh, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. oh, God. Oh, yeah, those should definitely be on the list. I've never even seen these before. Let me see. Oh, you know what? All right, I'm going to go next because my list is trash. And I'm going to just, I just remember something right now. I'm going to mention something that hasn't been mentioned yet. Go ahead. Jeremy Scott, Adidas, anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, that all sucked. Oh, anything. Oh, that's in my bottom five. <laughs> All right, mine are not in order, but I'm going to try my best to put them in order. I'm just going to name off five that are trash. Since Supreme, Nike, Air More Up Tempo has already been uh, uh, mentioned, we'll put that one down there. Um, uh, most of my stuff's recent, by the way, because I didn't go too far back. Work computer was not working today, so I had no chance to do research. But this is a new, brand new one. Atmos, Nike, Air Max Lite 2. 
I thought those about- suck ball sacks. It's it's patent too. It's not just plastic. It's like a clear plastic thing that goes on top of the 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 logo. Is logos. that what it is? Yeah. Oh God, suck. I, and those do suck. I thought about putting that on my list, but yeah, those suck. Okay. And concepts Reebok, Instapump, Fury, Versace. We already talked about that. <laughs> The one that probably should be number one on my list, but I'm going to say it right now. The Supreme Nike Air Force One NBA. Either colorway. Uh, uh, I almost oh, put those yeah. on my list. What? They, they suck, but there's a lot with that worse. Bruh. What else? Those suck. Those are like when they when they when someone wears a black Air Force One and they make the jokes about, you know when you see someone with a black Air Force One <laughs> run away because they're going to do dirt or whatever and then they... Like the meme with LeBron with the wave cap and the cigarette. I mean, they, they suck, did but they're not. Those black highs are awful. Not top ten. Mystery. Yes, they are. Nah. Um, nah. Kith, Nike, Pippin, Pack, except the purple one. Pretty much Come everything. On, George. They made of uh, animal print Pippin 2 or whatever. That joint is fire. It's just boot. What are you talking about? Your list is trash. You're... The, that animal shoe is fire. That are you animal, being serious? I am or? 100% serious. What are you talking about? I mean, it's not like extreme fire, but it's not top 10 worst of all You're time. You're walking back your comment already. What, what are you talking about? Man, go, man. You, you put, just said the yeah. elephant shoe or the animal shoe is fire. Let's, it's, it's not like I got to have it, but it doesn't suck. Oh, no, no. It's trash. All right. A horrendous trash. Um... Nike Fear of God, pretty much the entire pack is garbage. Oh, come the raid, on, George. The raid one is if you want me to pick one, I'll pick the raid. The entire pack is awful. I don't I mean I don't I don't know. Do you think it's nice? I like them. I want them. I'm not paying for them or getting them. George, what are you talking about? Your list is whack. That's the best you got. You're literally in here fighting for boots that are the tackiest shoes I've ever seen in my entire life. And you think my list is bad? All right. You done? Are you done being tacky? All right, you done. Are you done being tacky? Is it my turn? <laughs> well, let's see how let's see how untacky your list is. Number ten, air. This is wackest slash lackluster. Yes, that's fine. These I don't think they're whack, but they're definitely lackluster. Like I was like, that's it. What's the difference? Air Max number ten? Air Max ninety seven undefeated. That just undefeated words in a stripe. Okay, yeah, your list is already those. Good. Those, those, those yeah. are those are cool. I try to tell you the green ones are trash, and you want to throw me out of oh, this no, room. No. The, I like the green ones, but okay, the shoe yeah. is lackluster. Well, your list is trash. It, it's, less, it's lackluster. It's one solid of color. It is. It sucks. And Adidas and undefeated wrapped around the top. Yes, it sucks. Number ten. I'm aware. I told you. Number nine. Diamond Supply Asic Gel Light Fives <laughs> and Gel Sagas. That was. Oh yeah, you. That was fan. super trash. It's a Kith collab. Number one. You didn't even say Kith. Oh, excuse me. Diamond Supply slash you, Kith slash Asic Gel Light Five. Who your list is, sucks. Your list is already those good. are good. whack. Throw it out the window. All right, those are whack. Number eight, Jordan Six Social Status. Those are already oh, yeah. that bad. Yep, that's how bad those are. You it's finally a have one, Harry fam. Six. All right, one <laughs> I of the worst put that ones. On my list. Number seven, all Young One collaborations. Every single nah. one sucks. Soulbox is one of the best <laughs> shoes that released in 2018. Those suck too. Period. One of the best shoes that released in 2018? What are you talking about? Chill out. You wildin'. One of the best. That Soulbox, that Soulbox is a is an utter disaster. All right, period. And all the collabs are trash. 100% fact. Number six, Kendrick Lamar and Nike Cortez. This is Lamar. utter trash? Get that out of oh, here. Man. Nike, Cortez, and Kendrick Lamar, every single one. First of all, when you've heard Kendrick Lamar and Cortez, oh, I'm thinking like, yeah, fam, let's do it. 
Every single one is trash. That to me is a disaster of a sneaker collection over line or whatever. I'm not even listening. Look Period. At, look at this. Pull the mic out. Because I'm not even listening to you no more. So, so Kendrick Lamar Cortez. I, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you. You talking about these here. soul boxes are trash. You're, hey, you're, you're an insane person. Cool. Dave, what's your top five? Top five. Um, I feel like this should be higher, but. I have it at five. Um, the ASAP Rocky and Under Armour. Oh, how did I not put that on my list? Um, they don't suck. The Osiris. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. My yeah. bad. You bad. I was thinking. Bruh. I was thinking of the one that everyone thought was the ASAP model. Nah, chill, no, you're right. That one be. sucks. That one absolutely sucks. That definitely should be in the top ten. Put you on the stretcher, no? Yeah. Um, number four, and I count this as a collab. Um, Adidas, the Adidas Kobe Two. The what? I guess I don't know enough about that shoe. Adidas Kobe it Two. Like a it was like one piece. And Do you consider like that a collaboration? Time. He was a signed athlete. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think. I mean, we count. We count everybody else. Like we count. You know. I mean, you're right. I mean, I'm saying Kendrick. Because I guess, you know, but ugh, those are rappers. Anyways, what's the next one? Uh, four, three, uh, Supreme, Nike, Flynet, Lunar One. Supreme, Nike. They did a, a Lunar One, a Flynet, Lunar One, and it had, it just said Supreme. Like, Oh, uh, my I gosh. Think. Okay, Dave, now you smoking. You, <laughs> you, you wilding right now. That, to me, might be one of the best Supreme shoes of all time. Stop. All right. Stop. If you had Stop to do it. if you had to do a top five all collab, supreme collaboration sneakers, it would have all the dunks in it, all the dunks, the trainers, <laughs> and it would have that tra- that 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 fly net runner in it. One hundred percent facts. You're talking about the lunar, the black one that has supreme on it. Oh my goodness, yeah. you smoking? Black Dave. and it says supreme and little tiny letters. No, that's, that's lackluster. Oh my gosh, what else? <laughs> you got? He's talking about this one. This joint is going for a thousand dollars. Yeah, I know what you is. This joint is extreme fire. All right, okay, that's a little. That's a little harsh. Extreme. Okay, that you're overboard with the. <laughs> what you got, Dave? Are you at number one right now? Uh, two. Number two. What you got? Number two is uh Jeremy Scott and Adidas, the Tiger or the Teddy Bear, like either one. They're both. <laughs> they're both. <laughs> All they're of both them have, like furry and have tails on them. George had big, the boned ones. Big facts. Yeah, I had more than that. I had the panda one, too. Well, I mean, you, not to wear, but... When you used to wear those pandas, I used to be so embarrassed. Oh, right, yes, I wore them. I was embarrassed. S- tried to sell them joints for like two years. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Someone finally bought them. Authentic pan, pigeon pandas. <laughs> what you got for number one? Number one is, uh, is a deep throwback. Um, it's the, the Dada Supreme and Latrell Sprewell. <laughs> All right. You went all the way back to them spinning wheel shoes. <laughs> I still remember them. I still remember. I still oh, remember. my God. Going up to high school with those. George, what you got number five? Um, let's see. What did I not say? Kith, Nike, LeBron, Lifestyle. The black one with the, like, strap that, the like, went, went like an X or figure eight or whatever on the shoe. And it had, like, the Gucci print or whatever on the side or Versace print. Trash. The boot one, not the yeah, other one with the They zip. all honestly They're suck. Trash. They suck. Uh, but on top 10? No, I told you. I didn't put them in order. Oh, I'm just fine. picking stuff off of here. 
Oh, t- yeah, it's still in the top ten, but my list is not in order. Uh, I know you better have this one on there. Off-White Nike Zoom Fly Mercurial. Oh, I don't have that one, but that one does suck. Yes, either color. Ooh. The orange one's way worse. But I don't but... think it's top ten. Oh, yeah, it is. No, 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 no. Well, you're definitely going to disagree with this one, but this one should be on there, too. Uh, Soulfly Nike Jordan 1, Art Basel, the patent leather one. I also agree with that. Awful. Now, maybe it shouldn't be top ten, but again, I had struggles doing my list. Awful shoe. Uh, okay. Um, You're going to really hate one of mine then. I don't know where I'm at here, but the only one I see left is Off-White Nike Air Jordan 1 UNC. <laughs> one of the worst sneakers of all time. Like, that should definitely be on the list. One of the trashest materials. I'm sorry. Period. Awful. Okay. That's a 100% fact. Um, my number five. My number five. Every single thing OVO Jordan brand was absolute trash. Eight, ten, and oh. Trying to think if they did anything besides Jordan, uh, but I guess eight, they were all Jordan. Uh, eight, ten, and twelve. You probably picked the three wackest Jordans <laughs> out of the entire collection, they, and they I think all they suck. Assigned them. If you can make black and gold, I don't whatever. If you can make <laughs> black and gold and white and gold trash, like you, <laughs> awful. That's that's number five. Number four, Panda Pigeon SBs. People have been clamoring for another pigeon collaboration. It's bad. I don't know if it's retro. Top it's a five. lackluster. It's, it's lackluster. It was All like, right. this is what we got. This is it. Like this is what we waited for for about fifteen years. This is what you gave us. All right. So you're just saying because it's a pigeon. The shoe. pigeon shoe. People the pigeon that. panda and the all black. <coughs> nah, the all black was nice. Oh no no, the all black one is nice compared to when we saw oh, pigeon panda. Oh, I see what you're saying. All but right. it's like, yo, this is it. We've been waiting for a pigeon for fifteen, twenty years almost. It feels like, and you give us an all black one. Thank you very much, Jeff Staple. <laughs> Number three, Jordan One fragments. Nah, <laughs> they don't suck. But that's, but we there's uh, n- there is no reason a Jordan One fragment should be going yeah, for like thousands or two thousand. Okay. for two lightning bolts in all the right. back. You right? Listen, you right about that part. But the original Jordan One OGs are all simple color block. That was the whole point. Cool. All right, that's cool. But it's still like, huh? At least they didn't do patent leather or something. Okay, number two. The 2019 Air Max winners, every single one <laughs> is an abomination. I wouldn't have had it on my list, we'll but you know why. We'll find out when it comes in you the mail. Know, you you know why it's on my list? Is because the Weatherspoon was so fire that this is embarrassing. I was like, yo. Now, we'll see when it this comes was embarrassing, but I do say to myself, I said, you know what? It's a lot harder creating a sneaker than I thought it was. Because obviously, they thought they had something dope, and it's trash. Number one, we'll the number one is the Kendrick Lamar and Reebok. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to slip on. No, no, I already said that already. <laughs> the Kendrick Lamar and Reebok, when they had their little collaboration, when Kendrick was like on fire, fire, he's still on fire now. But... They just gave him an old school. Tell me when he did like one. Crib and one was one like, yeah, shoot. one was a crib and one blood. That's the best that you got. <laughs> That's not number one. That's I mean, number one. No, it's on. utter trash. All right. The Nike one with no laces is worse than that. Oh, it's on the list. I know, but you, that's number one. That ain't number but, uh, one. But it's a Cortez, though. It's different. Uh, that oh, mattress Cortez one, that's also trash. There's people who will stand for the Reebok Classic just like the Reebok, yeah. like the Nike Cortez. Yeah, some cuz and some blood. No, I don't mean a Kendrick one. I'm saying you're saying it, it's fine because it's a Cortez, but someone else will come in here and say it's fine because it's a Reebok Classic. Reebok embarrassed himself. Reebok, that's in a prime example why you never signed with Reebok to do a collaboration or anything. That should have been what Beyonce said. Beyonce should have walked in a meeting and said, nah, y'all did what's the name? Trash and dirty. So. Anyways, anyways, Dave, any last words? We got to run. There's a podcast coming in after us here. No, thanks for having me. Uh, definitely great. Definitely great being on and talking to you guys. Sounds good. Uh, you got uh, some on social media? I'm going to tell folks yeah, your IG. Uh, just Dave three underscore two. Um, follow, follow my, uh, my brand. 
the one Ivy brand at, uh, that's it, the one Ivy brand. Sounds good. Is Ivy brand on Twitter too? Ivy brand is on Twitter. Oh, okay. I think I follow on Twitter. All right, sounds good, Dave. I appreciate you coming on. It's always good talking to you in messages and whatever. Thanks, man. So we appreciate you. All right, no problem. All later. right, later, man. George, anything else? Of course not. It's All time right, to go. That's the this. Bye, 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 bye.